Shalom, 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 Shabbat Shalom, 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 Shabbat Shalom. Rest from the time that has tiptoed around. Rest from the day that has done and unwound. Rest for the mind that has guided your soul. Blessed be He who has made your life whole. Rest from the wind that has blown you astray. Tangled your words as if love went away. Rest for the lives that are no longer near. All but tonight, they will all come to hear. Shalom, 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 Shabbat shalom, 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 shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. So great to be here. So great to see all of you. We've got quite a few in the list already, which we will say hello to in just a moment. I'm so thankful to have my co-host back. She was missing for a few weeks, and I know we all missed her dearly. So welcome back. I'm so glad to have you by my side. Sometimes it's hard to manage it all <laughs> with the chat and everything. So uh, but we enjoy all of your fellowship, all of your comments and insights. We look forward to this evening, of course, for many reasons, but we really enjoy being able to fellowship with you as we enter into our Shabbat and just lift up our Father's name and praise him mm -hmm. for everything that he's done this week and will do and has done. And he's just a, an amazing influence in all of our lives and we're just so thankful that we can share this common narrow path walk with you guys not that it's common but we have that in common with each other we do so i am glad to be back you miss me I you sure love did. me <laughs> i did miss being here and i'm glad to not be sick i still <clears throat> sound a little gurgly but i'm definitely i would say five thousand percent better <laughs> Yeah, there for a few days, you didn't really even have a voice, so... I had no voice. I squeaked. <laughs> you were traveling and visiting family and then came back sick and had to take a, an extra week off. So we're just so glad mm -hmm. that Yah has restored you to almost full health. And um, we've just had a great week. We started our morning manna that we are going to be doing every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 EST, I'm sorry, 10 EST, still trying to get used to that time change, 
so that's a great show that we really enjoyed doing. Be sure to join us then each morning, like I said, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for a little word of encouragement as we get our day started. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead, go down through the list and say Shabbat Shalom to everybody. We've got Tammy. Great Yay. to see you. Shabbat Shalom. And Asia. Asia. Thank you for being here. Andrea. Oh, I skipped you. Sorry, that A. Andrea, thank you for being here. Shabbat Shalom. Mm-hmm. We've got Judy. Let's see here. We've got Betty King. Howdy. Howdy. And Wirewool. Shabbat Great to see Shalom, you. Wirewool. And Sherry. Sherry, Shabbat Shalom. Mm-hmm. Got Jennifer Lane. Jennifer, Shabbat Shalom. And sister. Dan Lane right behind her. Great to Shabbat see both shalom, of you. Dan, still praying for your father and, and mm-hmm. all that's going on. We've got Dan Hakumba. Great to see you, brother. Shalom. We have Bridal Armor. Great to see you as Nina. well. Hi, Rachel. Rachel, Shabbat, Shabbat shalom. shalom. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Let's see. Lots of comments yes, already. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I feel the gathering. I feel and rechild. Shabbat yeah, shalom. Glad you that you are here. Please put Heather in. Let's see. I'm, I know she's a new subscriber, so it may take. I think it takes five, five minutes. Five minutes. So just give it a few more minutes. Hopefully, we can hear from her. Yep, it'll just take about five minutes, and then she'll be able to. That's some kind of YouTube thing. Yeah, it's a setting that I don't even know how to turn yeah. on or off. <laughs> right. Apparently, it just does that to everybody. You have to be a subscriber. For five minutes be in the chat so if you aren't subscribed please do so you can join us in the chat and you can keep up with all of our upcoming content throughout the week mm-hmm. all right well we made it through the list and we will be sure to give anyone else a shout out as they join in thank all you right. thank you sherry for letting her know and i'm sure she's watching it just takes a few minutes but you should be able to comment soon it just want you to be with us for a few minutes before they let you speak. It's the the powers that be with whatever I guess it, setting they it has helped out cut down the spam and some of that stuff that we used to have to deal with. But it is also an inconvenience at Especially the same time. When we don't know how to change it. <laughs> yeah. We're at YouTube's mercy on that one. Well, in a lot of ways, but all right. Would you like to pray for us and I will pray and then we'll do a shofar blast and have a song of worship and we'll get on into this portion. Hallelujah. Father in heaven, we come to you this evening just praising you for all your glory, for all your mercy. The amazing things you do in each of our lives, each and every day, giving us the breath to wake up and start anew. We just ask that we can be a light to your children those that we know and those we don't, we just want to lead them to you, to show them your truth and your narrow path path, and the blessings that are on that path. We're just so thankful for this fellowship of like-minded individuals who want to put you first in their life and put you at the top of their obedience to honor you and praise you with all their might. 
We just ask that you put your words in our mouth this evening, that you allow us to speak your truth. We just ask that you bring us someone new this evening that doesn't know you, one of the lost sheep that are filled with hopelessness and just needing a relationship, needing some encouragement. Let them hear this message so that they can see you and create a relationship that you've been longing for. We just ask that you bless this assembly this evening and the rest of our Shabbat in your holy heavenly name. Amen. 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 All right. So let's blow the shofar if you've got one. I know you're out there. We we had the shofar Eric, videos last, last Shabbat. Kids, yes. That was great to see everybody taking their turns. So if you have one, be sure voice. to blow it with me and we'll blast any negativity out. Rebuke it and start fresh. That was a loud one. That was. Hit the extra high note tonight. That should definitely blow some things out, I right? Think so. Mm-hmm. We all have things lingering throughout the week that just want to take our attention away, and we're not going to let that happen. We're focused on Yahuwah and his son, Yahusha, and we're just so thankful for the blessings that they provide. Even through the hardship and the trials, they're still blessing. And when we are able to overcome those things and put Yah at the forefront and allow him to guide us through those, we just become stronger and more pleasing to him. Amen. All right. Good word. Rachel says her dog likes the shofar. That might be the only dog I know that likes the shofar. I well, know our elderly dog well, is, is asleep beside us in his bed, and and it's just proof. He's just hard he of is, hearing. He is deaf <laughs> because he did not move. He is sound asleep. Although he is used to it, I'm sure we blow it all the time. All right, so we're gonna share a song to get going. Mm-hmm. And there's quite a few reasons I chose this song tonight. Obviously, referring to the incense. But also, we know this portion deals with the golden calf and the offering and the just the fi- the fire that they gave as an offering was not pleasing to Yah. No. We don't want to be caught ourselves offering up strange fire an unpleasing sacrifice to Yah. There's so many things in this world that could be considered an idol or strange fire, whatever takes our attention away from him. And so this is a song from Good Medicine. I think we've even played it in the past, but it was very fitting, I thought, for this evening. So I hope you guys enjoy. wasn't what they did not do, it was what they did. Nadab and Abihu never meant to sin. Just follow what I ask you, said neither less or more. Still they took the fire pan and said our intent is pure. Keep me from burning strange fire. Oh. 
offered up to you. Lost it consumed me for what I have done, forsaking your statutes. I don't want a lot of strange fire. I don't want a lot of strange fire. I don't want a lot of strange fire. I don't want a lot of strange fire for you. Only one I left burn inside me is the flame that you sent down from heaven who honors your name. He will spread like wildfire if you provide the wind. In his wake, the dead will rise a new creation. Keep me from burning in a strange fire offered up to you. Last it consumed me for what I have done. Forsaking your statutes, I don't want a lot of strange fire. I don't want a lot of strange fire. I don't want a lot of strange fire. I don't want a lot of strange fire for you. And if I I would have loved to shared that whole song, but you know how YouTube is. They just don't like you sharing other people's music. But I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you could hear it. We can share the link in the... Yeah, the link is in the description. And I would highly recommend checking out uh, Good Medicine, this particular album. It is a really wonderful uh, group of songs that they have. Let me unshare this and we'll get going. Well, good deal. Bear with me. All right. <clears throat> so, we are going to be discussing the Kitisa portion this evening. And it really was a very full portion. I don't know if we're even going to get to touch on everything that took place. But... We definitely tried to pick out a few things that really stuck out to us, and we just pray that this message this evening is from the Father and that it can be gleaned from all of us. Mm -hmm. And if you have any insight or things you want to add in, just do that in the chat and we'll discuss it. Um, but there is a lot always. And I think that's the, the goal of this fellowship is just to, uh, pull a few things away and and hopefully uh, our family here in the chat has things they want to add uh, just to start our Shabbat off strong. Yeah, I mean, we're all learning from each other. Some of us have been on this walk for a long time. Some of us are brand new. Some of us grew up in church and may be familiar with some of these scriptures, but maybe not so in depth as when you really start to do the Torah portions that's what I love so much is, you know, growing up in church, obviously I was familiar with the, the main stories throughout the Old Testament, but never really read line by line through the scriptures of a lot of these chapters. This is our books. third so, time, right? Is yeah, it, our, third, our, third our third cycle, and cycle. I'm still learning so much each and every time. So it 
really is a blessing. And that's right. Equips ourselves. The, the word is the lamp unto our feet. It keeps that narrow path shining and lit up. So we know what direction to walk. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to kind of start it out. We will probably try to stay in somewhat of the order of the, the chapters. It's, it is Exodus chapter 30, verse 11, all the way through Exodus 34. So quite a few chapters, quite a few things taking place in this portion. We do start out with the census tax, really at the very beginning of this portion. Exodus 30, 15 talks about this. And this is just some comments that I've come across I wanted to share. It says, instead of a pattern of our own giving, this money was a picture of the cost of our own redemption. The rich were not to give more, the poor not to give less, to signify that all souls were equally precious in the sight of Yahuwah, and that no difference of outward circumstances could affect the state of the soul. All had sinned, and all must be redeemed by the same price. And we know that price was our Messiah. Mm -hmm. His blood was shed for all of our souls. And doesn't matter if you're wealthy or you're poor. We are all equal in the sight of our Father. And that's a beautiful thing. We can't let our status or our ego or our awards or anything that we've accomplished put ourselves above our neighbor. We are all equal in the sight of him. We accomplished nothing without Exactly. Him. He deserves all the glory and praise for everything we do. I wanted to share this quote from Spurgeon. He says, It must have weighed something over four tons, the silver shekels that they collected from this census tax. So roughly four tons worth of silver. money, silver collected here. And this was dedicated to the use of the tabernacle. The special application of these precious metals was to make sockets into which the boards, which made up the walls of the tabernacles, would be placed. I thought that was interesting. We talked about that in weeks past as we were discussing the various pieces of the tabernacle, but this was something I had never heard before. So I just wanted to share that. I thought that was a... And each of the pieces that go together to build the tabernacle are all equally important because without the socket, it wouldn't hold the board without the, the hooks or all the different things that are talked about. Each has a specific purpose, just like we are in mm-hmm. the body of Yahusha. No, no one of us is more important than the other. The exactly. head is Yahusha and each of us have uh, a job. We may be a socket. We may be a board. We may be something that supports the side. We may be something, you know, whatever it is. We all have a purpose that was already given to us. Probably at the moment that that he breathed breath into our nostrils. Probably when he named us. When he opened our lungs that first time. You know, and just like the human body, you go with one part missing and your body's not going to function at full capacity. Right. So just another great kind of analogy of how everybody has a purpose and everybody is just as important as the other. Mm Mm-hmm. So next we come across the bronze basin where they washed off, they cleansed themselves before they went in to the tabernacle itself. 
So this recalls the early Passover that Messiah held with his disciples. When Messiah washed the disciples' feet, we can find that in John 13. Peter's desire for Yahushua to wash his entire body, not only his feet. It harkens back to the role of this bronze wash basin, which was in the Mishkan, in which the priests were required to only wash their hands and feet, the rest of their bodies being covered by the righteousness of their robes. I thought that was really interesting mm -hmm. and a really neat connection that we have, Messiah. So let me read this part read it, before yeah. you get to that bronze basin. So in John 13, I'm going to start in four. He rose from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the Talmudim's feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then he came to Shimon, Kepha, and Kepha said unto him, Adonai, do you wash my feet? And Yahushua answered and said unto him, What I do you know not now but you shall know hereafter. And Cephas said unto him, You shall never wash my feet, Yahushua, or you shall never wash my feet. Yahushua answered him, If I wash you not, you have no part with me. Shimon, Cephas said unto him, Adonai, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Yahushua said to him, He that is washed needs not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah, and Sherry's right there with us. She says, It's the path we walk that needs to be clean. Very true. When Yahushua washed the disciples' feet, he told them, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. When we come, to Messiah, we are initially cleansed, but must also be continually washed from the dust and dirt of the world by having our feet washed by Messiah. And that's that path, you know, even if it is a narrow path we're walking and staying firmly on, it still gets dirty. The world is constantly throwing their dirt and dust on it. And if we're not careful, we're going to trip, stumble, and slip. Uh, so it is so important to continually wash that path off mm -hmm. and i wanted to add i had a part all right that, well that, let me read this last little verse oh, and then you can go <laughs> so to tie in all of this what we were talking about sherry's comment in an important way this washing takes place is through yahuwah's word in ephesians 5 26 in order to set it apart and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word I love that. Mm -hmm. And that ties directly in. I thought you'd already read that part. I read ahead and and then I'm like. I do it too. Sometimes I'll say exactly what I'm about to say. And then I'm like, oops, I already I did know. that. So. So earlier, actually several days and then earlier today, praying and meditating on. Uh, I knew that you were going to be talking about that. The hand washing of the hands and the feet, how we see that so much through exodus and reflected there with messiah washing the feet of the talmudin and i had this thought you know where have our hands been where have our feet walked where have they gone 
this washing and cleansing that we see in Exodus that we see in the, the Tanakh. And then we see, you know, with Yahusha, it's a constant reminder, you know, of daily repentance. And I just think about, like you said, the, the dirt of the world blows on our path, but then also where are we, where are our feet taking us? Where are we allowing our feet to take us or where are we allowing our mouth to take us? You know, if we engage in gossip, lying, envy, jealousy, we watch things we shouldn't through our eyes. We listen to things we shouldn't, you know, we work mischief with our hands or our feet uh, deceitfully, you know, we, we go places in deceit that we shouldn't be, you know, we have soiled our hands and we are the tabernacle. And if we soil our hands or dirty our feet by going where we should not go, we must wash ourselves. We must, cleanse ourselves by repenting, by rebuking our actions, by praying for the cleansing forgiveness and allowing uh, Messiah to wash us clean, right? We see Messiah washing the feet of the Talmudin. Could this also be a lesson to us to help our brethren, to help each other, to help our brothers and our sisters? You know, if we see that they have stumbled or strayed or the dirt of the world has invaded their path. Maybe they've stumbled. Maybe their feet have walked somewhere they shouldn't. Maybe their hands have engaged in, in something that they shouldn't. Should we be there as loving as Yahusha was to the Talmudim mm. to get down on our knees and assist our brethren, our brothers and sisters with cleansing of themselves? By just gently and lovingly assisting them to repentance. We don't have to smack them over the head with a scroll. But we can go and love and just knee to knee with them and say, Brother or sister, I see what you're going through. I, I, I've been moved in my ruach that I need to pray with you and pray for you. And let us talk about this. Let us see what we can do to help get your feet back on the right path to, to sweep the dirt off of your path. And I just love that, that, that picture of Messiah kneeling before them. He got down on his knees to wash their feet. And, and that's part of being in service to each other. We have to be willing not only to help, you know, be of service to one another, but we need to keep in our mind what that may be. And that may be gently guiding someone who has soiled their hands or feet. And we can do it in the most loving, kind way that Messiah did. Exactly. And if we're trying to emulate Messiah, that's a very humbling act that he performed. You know, he didn't have to do that, but yeah, somebody's he dirty chose feet. to. <laughs> yeah. And you know, back then, Wearing those sandals and in the desert. Oof. Yeah. Got some good comments here. Rachel says, but sometimes your flesh really wants to smack them with a scroll. It can be difficult. It really can. And, you know, we just have to be patient. I've definitely been smacked with one, I do believe. <laughs> or two. You know, we all have family and friends that aren't even walking this walk with us. And we're trying to show them the truth, open their eyes and their ears. And we just have to stay patient, stay loving mm -hmm. because when we do get aggressive or we do 
start swinging with the scroll. You know, that's going to drive them away. And so we got to be sure that we're approaching it with love and humility, just like Messiah did. You know, he gathered with the sinners because they were sick. They needed the doctors there. They needed, you know, healing. So you don't uh, go after the healthy (laughs) as a, as a medical person, we don't go searching, although some may now, but times have changed. changed. Read this from Judy. We don't walk. We don't want to walk where Yahusha would not want to go. He is our ever present help. And that's exactly how you stay on the path is, Is this somewhere he would go? Are these the words he would speak? Is this the attitude he would have? And I think if we remind ourselves of that, um, it would help. It would help us to, you know, not say or do those things that that are not pleasing to our father and were not anything that our Messiah uh, gave us as an example. But I did love that. Yeah, that's a great example. You know, and we need to extend that offer and that assistance to our brothers when their feet are dirty. But we have to realize that we are not the ones that can cleanse anyone. We are dirty ourselves. It's it's Messiah that can can cleanses us all. So that's right. And Asia says lead by example. That's Mm -hmm. absolutely right. Lead by like he did. Messiah led by example. He came to be our example and he from 2000 years ago is still the best example that we have. And that should be where we go, you know, and when we're helping lift each other up out of the dirt, we should do it in that loving way instead of one, an accusatory way. You're doing this, you're doing that. You should change this. You should do better. You know, that's not going to help anyone. And in fact, it's just going to drive the person away. And Dan's got it right. You know, it is a slippery slope to self-righteousness. It is easy to kind of get that ego or that, you know, I don't know what other word. Self-righteous is the best way to describe it. But, you know, most Moshe is really, besides Messiah, the best example we have, I think, through scriptures of humility and being meek and humble. And so it is a being willing to get on your knees exactly and wash the feet of and your to brethren. intercede for others on their behalf. And it's just so many great lessons. And keep in mind, to learn. he washed the feet of Judas Iscariot the same way he did everyone else's with love yeah. and kindness and humility. That's true. Amen, Andrea. I'm so thankful that his mercy is new every morning. Every morning he wakes us. We get another chance, right, to do better. Rachel says, it's why so many turn from y'all. They don't think y'all loves them because of how men claiming to love y'all treat them. Amen. And that has hurt me in my past a lot of times. We are a representative of the Father. So we have to make sure that we are shining a good example of what he calls us to be and who he is. Judy's got a great word there too. It's an attitude of being willing to serve even when it isn't pleasant. Oh yeah. And, and I know you can speak on that just from being a nurse. I can. There's been many times when I had to sit in my car and pray, you know, y'all, I'm supposed to do this. (laughs) Did you help me do this in this really extreme situation? And it's that way in life. It's, it can be ugly. It can be raw. It can be 
dramatic, but we have to be willing to go there. We, he yeah. did it for us. Look at the trauma he endured just so we could live. I don't know that any of us would have been able to endure that. I, I live with pain a lot, but I look at what he went through and I just, I don't know. And I'm so thankful I don't have to because yeah. he did that for you and me and, and all of us. Amen. All right. So we're going to move on. The next thing we kind of come to is the holy anointing oil. Since oil is emblematic of the Holy Spirit or the Ruach HaKodesh, we see that the Ruach is not poured out to enhance our flesh, but to glorify Yahuwah. And we ask each and every time we come on here and speak that the Ruach just be filled with filled in us, that we speak only his words. We don't want to speak our opinion. We don't want to speak man's doctrine of any kind. We want to speak the truth and what Yah has placed on our hearts. His understanding. And he gets all the glory. This is not about recognition or numbers of subscribers, how many likes we get or views. It's only to glorify him and hope in hope that we can bring new sheep to the flock. Mm -hmm. So this shows that the work of the Holy Spirit or Ruach HaKodesh is never to be imitated. There is to be no place for encouraging a man-made imitation of the gifts or operations of the Ruach HaKodesh. To do this denies the holiness of the Holy Spirit regarding his work as something as we can do just as well on our own. We got to remember that he is the creator of all, that everything that we have in our life is from him, nothing of our own, our own doing. So we also discuss the special incense that comes after the holy anointing oil. I think that for one, because of what was taking place in this Mishkan, in the tabernacle, all of the sacrifices, the slaughtering of animals, and the sprinkling of all the blood, and the burning of the flesh, there essentially needed to be something that was pleasing to smell, a perfume, to counteract all those disagreeable smells. But I think the main purpose behind this special incense Yahuwah was concerned about protecting the unique character of this tabernacle, that he commanded excommunication for anyone who would make this holy thing common. We were told that we were to not recreate this incense, that it was special and unique only for the tabernacle itself. And there is no substitute. You know, the Ruach HaKodesh we got after uh, you know, Yahushua sent that after his resurrection and then when he he reascended and went home, went to his father's house. So absolutely we're not we're not to try to recreate that. That's not anything made of man. Yeah, we've had various people in the past claim to know Ugh the particular ingredients and stuff. And we were just like, (laughs) we don't even want to be a part of that conversation. We were commanded to stay away. 
we don't want to be excommunicated from Yah's family. We have the Ruach. We, exactly. don't, we don't need to make any anything. <laughs> so the next section we come to, obviously one of my favorites, and that's why we're all here tonight, is the Sabbath. I'm going to read out of Exodus 31, starting in verse 12. And Yahuwah spoke to Moshe, saying, And you speak to the children of Israel, saying, My Sabbaths you are to guard by all means, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations to know that I, Yahuwah, am setting you apart. And you shall guard the Sabbath, for it is set apart to you. Everyone who profanes it shall certainly be put to death. For anyone who does work on it, that shall be, that being shall be cut off from among his people. Six days work is done, and on the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, set apart to Yahuwah. Everyone doing work on the Sabbath day shall certainly be put to death. And the children of Israel shall guard the Sabbath to perform the Sabbath throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant between me and the children of Israel. It is a sign forever. For in six days, Yahuwah made the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, he rested and was refreshed. What a blessing to have that Amen. day of rest, to be restored, to allow him to enter into our tabernacle. We are now the living tabernacle where he can come and dwell, especially on that day to fill us and to restore us as he he promises. Absolutely. Because we we're commanded to work for six days, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're working, what are we doing? We're having to run here and run there and, and spend eight to 10 hours, or I used to do 12, 13, 14 hours as a nurse. There's just, it's hard to find time to have a good conversation with the father. And when you get home and you say your prayers and you're just so tired, we need that day to oh, just be able to focus on him. We need that rest. And, and I think as far as, you know, where it's saying you'll certainly be put to death. Well, if you're not taking a day to rest completely your body, I can assure you it will cut your life short. You have yeah. to rest. You have to take a down moment. And we need that time with him. What a restoration it is for me, because by the time I, you know, I always joke, I'm surviving for the Sabbath. By the time it gets here, I just feel so depleted. There's been so many arrows thrown. There's been so, so many things that have happened that have just tried to take your shalom all week. And you can shut the door, shut it out and be with the father and restore yourself re-energize mm -hmm. yourself find your smile again find your shalom and your comfort uh, i love it i can't believe i, I never understood why anyone would want to do it it's ridiculous it's amazing it really is and we get to fellowship with all of you so it's such a blessing it really is in, in every way imaginable and if you don't currently observe the sabbath we do pray that you consider that and read the scriptures. You know, when I 
stumbled across this scripture that said, throughout your generations forever as an everlasting covenant. I realized that was forever. And then when I realized that I was now grafted in as a child of Israel, that included me and that I forever until the end time needed to observe the Sabbath. Till the heavens and it earth really, pass away. Earth it was like a light bulb clicked on. It was just, I had never seen it like that before, but it really was profa a profound moment in both of our lives. And we have never turned back. Turned back. Nina's got a wonderful... Nina's saying, life is meant for testing and teaching to make sure we are worthy of the crown of everlasting life to see if we will be a light to others and share the truth of the Torah. So thankful for the Shabbat. Amen. Amen. And you know, this, observing the Shabbat is one of many ways we can be a light to be an example. People will, you will probably get quite a few questions, you know, if you are observing this day where you don't go out and buy and sell, travel, very far, you know, just rest. It is a peculiar thing to the world. And so not everybody understands why you make those sacrifices, but that also gives you an opportunity to explain to them why you do, why we have chosen to do that and how important it truly is. And then it's just for everybody. Everybody needs to be observing it. Man. It's not a sacrifice when it's, and like it's not. Gigi said, uh, Shabbat, Shabbat was made for man, not man That's for Shabbat. Right. And praise y'all for that. I did pass over, pass a comment here. I wanted to mention Judith is asking to help her travel to these countries. We will keep you in prayer that you are safe and that Yah is with you wherever your travels lead you. Looks like you've got quite a few on your list, so that's exciting. Let's see, I think Dan had a comment here as well. And people wonder what the sign is and how many crazy interpretations have been given. And that is the truth. I think a lot of us that grew up in churchianity really don't understand the concept of Sabbath or how important it was because we weren't a part of that uh, or it had been translated differently. So it is so important to understand that it's for all of us. Right. He also says we're very close to Lynn. I just shake my head seeing people getting an ashen cross upside down on their foreheads when all they really need is to keep his Shabbat. Amen. I've, I've been seeing the same and it is disturbing to have the knowledge and understanding of what it really is. You know, the Sabbath is the doctrine of Yahuwah. All these other things are doctrine of men. <laughs> so this command of keeping and guarding the Sabbath was strategically placed at the very end of all the commands to build the tabernacle. Though Yahuwah gave Israel a work to do in building the tabernacle, he did not want them to do that work on the Sabbath. The rest of Yahuwah still had to be respected. Amen. And he was just getting that 
kind of driven in, I think, you know, just as another example, you do not need to be working on this day. Get it ingrained in your mind. If you see something more than once in scripture, you should pay attention. <laughs> exactly. Shabbat Shalom, Heather. I'm sorry that you're unable to chit chat with us. We'll have to work on that. We'll have to figure out how to get around that or fix that. So the idea that Sunday replaces the Sabbath in the divine calendar is therefore simply not true. There is no evidence whatsoever that we can find that Messiah called for his followers to rest on a different day of the week other than the Shabbat. So otherwise, it would contradict himself to repeal this commandment, especially since the Shabbat foreshadowed his deeper work of salvation in our lives. On the contrary, Messiah no more repealed the fourth commandment in light of the cross than he repealed the commandment against adultery. They were all extremely important, all to still follow. Yeah, he meant all of it. You know, we know that he... When he fulfilled the covenant, he expanded upon it, but he did not do away with any of it. Not when jot or one tittle will pass away. That's right. There remains a Sabbath rest for the people of Yahuwah. The Sabbath is a delight, not a burden. A time for celebrating your personal rest in our Messiah, Yahusha. Indeed, all those who honor the Sabbath including the foreigners of Israel, reveal that they honor Yahweh and hold faith in his promises. Mm -hmm. You know, I think those foreigners are us, the Gentiles that were grafted in. Well, we're no longer Gentiles. I know, but we're Israel now. At that point before, you know, they, we, they were considered foreigners. So mm -hmm. it is now for all that have chosen to follow Messiah. In Isaiah 58, 13, if you do not, if you do turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my set-apart day, and shall call the Sabbath a delight, the set-apart day of Yahuwah esteemed, and shall esteem it, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. So we need to be sure that we are honoring it and finding delight in it. Right. And it's not just, it is about resting, but it's not just about sleeping or doing nothing or being lazy. You know, it's a, it's a time to connect uh, in the word, to worship, to have a fellowship of some sort. We don't have a local fellowship. We watch Jacob's Tent and mm -hmm. there's a, a Shabbat Zoom that we do with other uh members and the brethren and we enjoy that that's our time of digging again into the word and spending the time with him because when we're reading the word we are with him he is with us that's right and we're just so glad that all of you are with us now that you've taken this special time we only get it once a week and we're just so thankful that we can come together and fellowship across the country across the world wherever you are from 
it really is a joyous time. Shabbat Shalom, Amanda. We were talking about you guys earlier and hope that Eric will do his shofar blast again to <laughs> put in the telegram groups and the kids. <laughs> so next, the narrative shifts over to the account of Moshe receiving the tablets with the Ten Commandments, the Ten Devarim inscribed upon them. And just finding out that these were considered to be blue sapphire stones is so beautiful to me. I grew up just thinking it was a slab of concrete, basically, is what it always looked like. You know, just a plain gray stone. But in scriptures, we do see that it has translated as blue sapphire. And so how beautiful they must have been. And it's so upsetting to know that Moshe threw them down to break and destroy them, but he, he did very end up with another set of them. But what a wonderful uh, image to know that Yahuwah wrote these commandments with his finger. With his finger. So something I had run across I thought was interesting. It said the Hebrew letters, they may have been bored fully through the stone, which is considered a miracle since the inner part of some of the Hebrew letters um, floated in place. Moreover, even though the letters were bored fully through the stone, both sides appeared normally. That is, the back of the tablet looked identical to the front. Wow, that's an interesting thought. Interesting concept. So, of course, we know Yahuwah could have made them however he would like. And so what a cool concept that would have been. The tablets of stone written with the finger of Elohim. We often say that something can be changed because it is not written in stone. But these were, these commandments were written in stone and should never be changed, never added to or never taken away. And this was a neat concept I wanted to share about the Ten Commandments. Love is the central idea of all the Torah, mm -hmm. though there are some slight language differences between the Exodus and Deuteronomy versions of the Ten Commandments, both begin with I am and both end with your neighbor. Joining these together says I am your neighbor, indicating that Yahweh himself is found in your neighbor. When we love our neighbor as ourself, we are in effect demonstrating our love for Yahuwah. We must learn to disregard the claims of our ego and cling to the idea of Hesed, who, so he, who is your, I'm sorry, so who, so who is your neighbor? You are to every other soul that you may encounter this day. And that Hesed is a, the love for your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I forget what else you've got. I don't want to pass you by. I'm at Exodus 33. Okay, so moving on. Like we said, there's a lot to cover. We just tried to grab some, some different insights on the main discussion topics here. We are now moving on to the golden calf. Very interesting portion. And I'm sure we've all seen the Ten Commandments movie and the scene of them partying you for lack of better terms we know what was really happening a little probably r-rated 
for this discussion, but needless to say, Yahuwah was not happy, and he informed Moshe what was going on as he was up on they Mount Sinai. They have corrupted themselves, he said. Really did. So, we know true leadership would have cried out that this is idolatry. We must destroy this golden calf. You people are wrong in calling this creation of man your God, your Elohim. But Aharon wasn't a true leader. We know that he essentially was the one that told them to give him their gold earrings, that he claimed that he threw it into the fire and it just popped out a golden calf. We know that wasn't the case. He had to forge this and, you know, craft it with his skills. So he was an example of one who leads by following the popular opinion. It isn't always popular to be right. And you may, you may lose people along the way for standing on the truth of things. You know, you don't just let, because it's a popular opinion or a, a popular way to be, you know, we have to stand in truth. You know, this is a great example of peer pressure yeah. and how people will basically succumb to anything if the pressure gets turned up high enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan, I was going to say X-rated as well. It was it definitely... Was um, it was really bad. Unpleasing, we'll say that. So this shows the foolishness of idolatry. You know, Here this statue of the calf did not even exist the day before, yet they were worshiping it as the Elohim that brought them out of Egypt. And what an example to us, you know, we can get caught up into this, these trends that pop up something new each and every day. You know, we cannot put our focus on these things. The world is constantly bringing new idolatrous items and everything to the forefront through social media, television, Hollywood, whatever it is. And we cannot lose our focus and be distracted by those golden idols. Mm -hmm. We aren't supposed to be, you know, beating people over the head with our Torah, but we also shouldn't be um, bending and being soft in the in the truth just because, you know, we don't want to offend anyone. Yeah, we need to be speaking up and not sitting back and pretending like we're not participating because if we don't speak up, then we are participating. That's right. So they rose early on this next day. They served their idol with eagerness, energy, and personal sacrifice. People usually find a way to rise early for the things that they that are really important to them. This shows that Israel was willing to give their time, their sleep, and their money in the service of this idol. So what are we giving our time and our money? You know, we need to make sure that we are only committing our efforts to things that are holy and righteous. Andrea says here, coming out of Babylon is rejecting the corrupt culture. And it is quite a task. It's It's not easy. It's not something that you can always do all at once. No, and it's being forced down our throats and on our children and in every way that it can be. So in Exodus 32.10, it talks about the stiff-necked people 
Yahweh says, I have seen this people, and indeed it is a sticked, stiff-necked people. Yahweh spoke as if he had seen enough, and he made a remarkable offer to Moshe. If Moshe would only agree to it, Yah would consume Israel and start over again with Moshe. I will make of you a great nation, he said. So hypothetically, Yahuwah could have done this and still fulfilled every promise made to Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. It would completely change the place of Moshe, making him the new Avraham of Yahuwah's plan for Israel. But Moshe had the opportunity to be as revered as Avraham was and to be honored by every following generation. But Moshe pleaded with Yahuwah and interceded on the behalf of the Israelites. Wow. You know, just read, listening to you read that and reading it here, I just realized that that was such a huge test for Moshe. Mm -hmm. It was a test. That may he be was, where he earned the name, the meekest man in the world. He was going <laughs> to see, are you willing? He was willing to lay his life down for them. And he even yeah. says, take my life. If you're going to take their exactly. life, take my life. Who else do we see do that? Messiah. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And Nina says, we have to be bold in truth. We must stand for the truth. We cannot succumb to the wickedness. We cannot pretend to even ignore it. We've got to stand up for what is right and what will honor mm -hmm. Yah. So I love this, how Moshe intercedes on the behalf of the Israelites, of the people, his people. And we see this numerous times through scripture. And it's still so important for us to do the same. You know, we know Avraham himself interceded on his family, Lot, and they were essentially saved from Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. They were not necessarily living righteous lives. Many of our friends and family may not be living righteously or pleasing to Yah, but we need to be interceding on their behalf, praying for them, asking Yah for His will to be done, for Him to work in their lives, to soften their hearts, because they are important to us. We want them to have everlasting life as well. And he he wants that for everyone he as does. well. That's, I think that's why he gave this situation to Moshe. I mean, he gave, he gave him a choice to make right here. And Moshe chose the way of, you know, interceding for them, which is what we should do for each other, which is what Messiah did for us and saved all of us. Yeah. You know, Moshe was up on the mountain when they made that calf. He wasn't down there, exactly. but yet he was willing to take the punishment with them for what they did. If that's not Messiah, a reflection of Messiah, I don't know what is. Uh, there's many parallels between Moshe and Messiah, and I'll try to bring out a few next week. They're all throughout, but uh, he's a great example of what was to come. So Aharon's sin was so great by making this golden calf, by being part of it, that only the intercession of Moshe saved his life. We see later on that Moshe intercedes on behalf of his brother Aharon in Deuteronomy 9.20. And Yahuwah was very enraged with Aharon to destroy him. So I prayed for Aharon 
at that time also. It just shows that what we do as far as interceding in prayer for our friends, family, brethren, and even our enemies is heard it by is. Yahweh. And it's so important. You know, when I pray, and I've done this for years now, I, pr I start with my enemies or those that have harmed me. And I pray for them first before I pray for anyone else. It's just a, a good habit to have. Got a good comment here from Bridal Armor. Not, no trying to escape and hide anymore. We must fight and stand strong. That's right. And that's really how we feel. You know, once the truth was revealed to us and the blinders were shattered off of our eyes, you know, we do not have any desire to go back, to look back. We see a perfect example of what happens when you look back. Lot's wife turned Death. into a statue of salt or a pillar, whatever right. it was. And so that essentially will happen if we are focused on the past. Okay. We have to be bold and we have to speak his truth, no matter the cost. Andrea says, yes, Judy, being a light and salt among everyone, we are around. And that was to Judy's comment here. Being example speaks volumes. Sometimes you don't even have to speak. You can just let your actions speak for you. You know, actions speak louder than words. What kind of fruit are you bearing? Are you giving off your first fruits that are pleasing to Yah? Those can be an example enough sometimes. Sometimes not speaking can be your example. Exactly. Sometimes just holding your tongue. That's not always and easy. And being quiet is an example. So in 1 Kings, I thought it was interesting talking about Elijah. Well, first off, we, we know that Moshe is held in the cleft of the rock. So he can only see the backside of Yahuwah. A unique term, not necessarily referring to anatomy, his physical back, but the idea that Moshe could only see behind Yahuwah. The word could also... Uh, be accurately rendered as the after effects of his radiant glory, which had just passed by him. But looking through this, I found a connection to Elijah, where they believe that he could have very well been in this same location. We know the cave that Elijah hid out in for some time. Yahweh spoke to him to come up and see his glory. So I thought that was a neat connection between him and Moshe being in this possible same location, hidden in the cleft of the rock. In 2 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18, it says, Now Yahuwah is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of Yahuwah is, there is freedom. And we all, as with unveiled face, we see as in a mirror the esteem of Yahuwah are being transformed into the same likeness from esteem to esteem as from Yahuwah, the Spirit. You know, Moshe did not know that the skin of his face shone once he had come down from the mountain. The people of Israel were afraid of him. You know, his face was glowing. He had that essence of Yahuwah. He was unaware of the greatness of his own spiritual radiance. This was because Moshe was a genuinely and deeply humble man. 
And I liked this. It said the skin of Moshe's face shone. And the Hebrew verb for shone literally means shot forth beams. Wow. I can only imagine what that looked like. I'm sure it was spectacular. When I think of that, I also, it takes me back to Noah. You know, when he was born, it said that the room, it was like the sun was inside the room. It was so bright. And I'm trying to find some connections between this because there had to be some kind of connection. We don't know exactly what (laughs) all that was about, but for Noah to be born as a baby, just glowing radiantly, uh, that's a beautiful thought. Mm -hmm. You want to share what you had? Yes. Are you done? I am done, I believe. (laughs) My That was a lot. You had a lot. Thank you for bearing with me. (laughs) James, don't cut it down. So in Exodus, I was, we were talking about this portion. We were talking about uh, the messenger of Yah. And we see in 33, 12 through 17, and Moshe said unto El Yahweh, See, you say unto me, bring up this people, and you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Uh, Let's see. Now, therefore, I pray you, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you, that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. And in different versions, it's uh, my messenger, my presence. So I was looking into, and I know a lot of us have the same feeling uh, that when we see the angel of Yah, the messenger of Yah, that that is Yahusha. Mm-hmm. So I went looking for some corresponding verses that might shine a light on this for us. Uh, the next one I want to go to is 1 Corinthians 10, 2 through 4. And were all baptized unto Moshe in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual food, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Mashiach. Hmm. That's in First Corinthians, and I love that thought that you know they're talking about drink the spiritual drink and the uh, the spiritual food. You know that says Moshe had got the ten Devarim, the ten yeah. words, the ten commandments. And they all had that. And they, the word made flesh is Mashiach. For they drank the spiritual rock that followed them. And the rock was Mashiach. I love finding him everywhere. Um, Next in Isaiah. I think you already read some Isaiah. I'm going to Isaiah 63. 8 through 9. And I think I backed it up to seven just because I love this part. I will mention the loving kindness of Yahweh and the praises of Yahweh according to all that Yahweh has bestowed on us and the great goodness towards the house of Yasharel, which he has bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. 
can't leave that out. For he said, surely they are my people, children that will not lie. So he was their savior. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. And he bore them and he carried them all the days of old. Mishiach. It is a absolute reflection of him. He is the angel of his presence, the messenger of Yah. And then the last part really, really gets me when I read um, about Stephen in Acts 7. I could have read this whole thing in 67 uh, verses, but I'm going to start in 30. James has gone a really long time. That's okay. <laughs> so Acts 7.30, And when 40 years were expired, they appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, an angel of Yahweh in the flame of fire in a thorn bush, the angel of Yahweh. When Moshe saw it, he wondered at the sight. And as he drew near to behold it, the voice of Yahweh came unto him, saying, I am the Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Avraham, and the Elohim of Yitzhak, and the Elohim of Yaakov. Then Moshe trembled and dared not behold. Then said Yahweh to him, Put off your shoes from your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people which is in Mitzrayim, and I have heard their groaning, and am come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you into Mitzrayim. This Moshe, whom they refused, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge? The same did Elohim send to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the thorn bush. He brought them out. After that, he showed wonders and signs in the land of Mitzrayim and the Red Sea and in the wilderness forty years. This is that Moshe which said unto the children of Yasharel, A prophet shall Yahweh Elohim raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me. He shall, him shall ye hear. This is he that was of the called out assembly in the wilderness with the angel which spoke to him in the Mount Sinai and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us to whom our fathers would not obey, but trust him from them and in their hearts turned back again into Mitzrayim, saying unto Aharon, Make us Elohim to go before us. For as for this Moshe, which brought us out of the land of Mitzrayim, we know not what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days and offered sacrifice unto the idol and rejoiced in the works of their own hands. Then Elohim turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the Sefer of the Prophets. O ye house of Yasharel, have ye offered to me slain beasts and sacrifices by the space of forty years in the wilderness? Yea, ye took up the tabernacle of Molech and the star of your Elohim, Rimphan, figures which ye made to worship them. And I will carry you away beyond Babel. 
our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness as he had appointed speaking unto Moshe that he should make it according to the fashion that he had seen, which also our fathers that came after brought in with Yahusha into the position of the other nations whom Elohim drove out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David who found favor before Elohim and desired to find a tabernacle for the Elohim of Yaakov. But Shalomah built him a house, howbeit El Elyon dwells not in temples made with hands, as said the prophet, Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me, says Yahweh, or what is the place of my rest? Has not my hand made all these things? You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist Ruach HaKodesh. As your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted, and they have slain them, which showed before of the coming of the just one, of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers, who have received the Torah by the disposition of Elohim and have not kept it, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Ruach HaKodesh, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of Elohim and Yahusha standing on the right hand of Elohim. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the son of Adam standing on the right hand of Elohim. Then they cried out with a loud voice, and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Shaul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon Elohim and saying, Adonai Yahusha, receive my Ruach. And he kneeled down and cried out with a loud voice, Adonai, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. And I also see in that Moshe and Messiah both were willing to die yeah. for others. It gets me every time reading that. That is powerful. And we are to lay our life down. This comment from Nina is really great here and this is how we can be set apart and strive to be set apart they were set apart because they knew the way which is the truth and the light which equals torah we need to be the truth we need to speak truth we need to be the light we need to shine our light to the world in the darkness and we can find how to do that in the torah and all throughout scriptures it really is amazing and such a blessing to have all these words to help us on our narrow path. Amen. Be willing to stand in the gap, Judy says. That's right. And I love Stephen's words too. They get me. It's... So we're going to finish with this. The difference between what Yahusha has done for us and what we do for him is like the difference between the sun and the moon. And the sun is almost unbelievably larger than the moon. Yet if the moon is in the exact 
right or wrong place, it is possible for the moon to eclipse the sun. Some Christians, some believers, live in this constant state of total eclipse, allowing what they do for Yahusha to seem more important than what Messiah did for them. Mm. Just a powerful word. We need to recognize our place, that we are to lead others to him, to not try to take Take that recognition for Mm -hmm. ourselves. Be humble and meek like Moshe and like Messiah. So thank you, everybody. We hope that you have a wonderful evening, a wonderful remaining Shabbat, that you are filled with the rest and restoration that the Father promises And what a blessing it is to share this special set-apart day and time with you. We would love for you to join our Telegram. If you're not a part of that, please join us. We have implemented a prayer team, and it is so powerful. We are collecting prayers all throughout the week so that we can make sure that we don't miss anything, that we don't leave anybody out, that you can be assured that your request that your need is being lifted up to the most high. So please join us. You can reach us there. If you have any prayer requests, I've posted the telegram link in the chat. Please join us to fellowship. We have, email us. we have various groups you can join. You can also find this, your prayer requests on our website. If you would like to email us at fieryfaithministries.com. If you would like to become part of the prayer team, If that's something that Yahweh is pushing you to do, we would love to have you join just so we can make sure that all the prayers are being recognized, that we're interceding for others and their behalf. It is a beautiful thing. Standing in the gap. Exactly. So we just encourage you to join us there so we can continue to fellowship with you throughout the week. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We do have various content throughout the week. I believe we've got uh, our next Torah testimony coming up this This next Tuesday. Tuesday. So keep an eye out for that. We will be posting more details. We're so excited to get that that next episode out. So and if you feel led to give your Torah testimony, we the body needs your words. They need to hear your testimony. Each each of us have a story that Yah has given us that Amen. is woven into our fabric. And it is so important. There is someone sitting out there right now waiting to hear your story. They're waiting to hear what is going to grab them and reach them. And they're going yeah. to realize, oh, my goodness, this is me. I can be saved. He saved them. He can save me. So reach out to us in Telegram, send us an email. It doesn't have to be a long uh, testimony. It can just be whatever it is that you feel led by Yah to share, to bring someone to his, to believe in him, to to know Yahusha, to, to accept that they can be forgiven, accepted, and redeemed. Amen. So please do join us anytime that you can. It's such a blessing when we can dwell together in unity with our brothers and sisters. And you guys mean the world to us. We're so thankful for everything 
that Yah is doing in this ministry, bringing all of you together so that we can all strengthen each other, that we can learn from each other. It really all the glory for is Yah. so amazing. And it all is for him. Mm-hmm. So until next time, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom.